Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, hey. hello, hello. This is Cinebuds. I'm 89's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films, Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about the movie End of the Century. Esto quién es? Ay, no te presentado. No. La tía te rusé. Christopher, you want to give us a rundown of what End of the Century is about? Absolutely. End of the Century is uh, the first feature film from an Argentinian filmmaker named Lucio Castro. And it is a drama romance that revolves around one character's trip uh, from New York to Barcelona where he has a brief encounter with another young man that he meets. And then as they're talking, they realize that they've actually met 20 years ago, which is such an interesting uh, thing to just discover. Like, Hey, I knew you 20 years ago. Hey, Yes. Then the film flashes back to their meeting 20 years prior. And then you see sort of back and forth how their lives developed uh, individually. And then think how they come back together. It's a really yes. nice storytelling arc the way they do it. A little multi generational storytelling yeah. going on. And uh, one happens uh, like in the 90s and then 20 years later. So, um, and Christopher, we know that you love your Argentinian directors and films. I know. Actually, I was very surprised. Uh, I mean, not surprised, but I was delighted to uh, say, oh, another Arg- another film from Argentina. Oh, yes. It, it does take place in Spain. It's it's the, the yeah. locale is Barcelona, but it's Argentinian filmmakers and actors. So, And uh, what did you think about End of the Century? This is so funny. I'm watching the movie last night and it was I was very much like a rushed like oh I gotta finish this so we can talk about it tomorrow and I would say for the first 15 20 minutes I was like I am so worried because I'm not I'm not it's really very slow start. very slow and I was like I'm not sure I'm gonna be into this by the end I was overwhelmed by how much I loved it and oh, I was that's so great to hear so surprised and I was like oh yeah it, and, and honestly I was like is this a French movie because this has all the things I don't like about French movies <laughs> But then I really got into it, and once I realized how the story arc was flowing, I was like, "This is this is beautiful." I loved it. Uh, okay, I I'm I'm really happy because I never really got past that precipice. Oh, that's it. Kind of like it's yeah, it like it starts really it starts really slow, and uh, um, which is which I'm fine with. Right. You know, like I'm 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 good with a slow start, but um, it never it never really captured me, and there was a couple of decisions that were that were made in this that really like had me questioning a bunch of stuff and it really kind of like um took me out of it and i That's never really yeah i never really i never really got into it and it was it was a bit of a slog for me it was so it was this will be difficult. a fun conversation because i feel there's a couple of decisions in there too that were what i was calling in my head delightfully confusing because okay, i genuinely enjoyed I it that. so I, I i hope that they line up that'll be fun to great because i was like i i feel like i'm gonna have to ask k polly about yeah. what was going on here so that'll that'll be very good okay so we're gonna talk about end of the century uh it's also it's part of we're talking about it because it's pride month and it's part of some uh, uh special programming from milwaukee film can you yeah. uh let us know what the this the whole project is yeah absolutely milwaukee films genre queer program is presenting pride month this month so we have 
have a whole uh, whole slot of films uh, to celebrate Pride Month um, on our website. Virtual, you can access them virtually if you go to mkefilm.org/slash/pride-month or mkefilm.org/slash/pride. Either one. There's a bunch of great Pride-themed films. Uh, and then you can also check out a bunch of events that are happening this month. So we're a couple weeks into the month, but we still have two more weeks to go. This film and a bunch of other films, and I'll talk about one or two others uh, in the podcast as well. Okay, end of a century. We're going to be talking about it after the break. Uh, so stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. A donation comes in many forms. A sustaining membership, one-time gift, and even that vehicle you no longer use. Whether it's a car, truck, or boat, donating is a great way to support this station. Even if it's no longer running, your vehicle donation could be worth hundreds of dollars in support of the programming you enjoy. Get the process started today by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. Okay, we're back, Christopher. Yes, we are. Um, Much like I'm Backstreet. So... <laughs> Why not? I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you like this because I was <laughs> after watching it yesterday. Yeah. I was so worried. I was like, because we like, you know, we're we're doing the the programming from uh, uh, the Milwaukee Film Pride programming, yeah. and it's a little film. It's a uh, first director, and I was like, I really, I really don't like. I was trying to like think of the things, and I was like, I, I really hope that we both don't. Uh, I know, yeah, know, not love this and. Uh, you know, we discourage people from watching it or the programming. <laughs> I like, think I'll be very, very candid. I had the exact same thought last night because I thought yeah. we're, too, you know, always conscious of how we're two straight white guys doing a podcast. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, you're welcome, world. <laughs> uh, we finally got one. And then, <laughs> and then we and won- Yes, last podcast when you were talking about uh, Americans like can't shut up. And I was, like, I, I was like, hey, Polly, you're literally saying that on a podcast that you don't where, have to do. Where I constantly want to talk as much as possible. I totally yes. get it. And the bit is that you don't talk enough. I know. I'm hyper aware of it. It's funny. No, but I'm, I was like aware of that. And I was like, Pride Month. I can't wait to talk about Pride Month where we have some great films. And then we do a film that I'd never seen before. And I'm like, I'm rolling the dice. Looks great. And then I was like, I don't want to be a guy going on TV, going on a podcast saying. Going on TV. Yeah, we're, we're, I, I, have, I have aspirations. Where are we? I have, as, I have aspirations of television. We have done it. Yeah, we're going on. I'm um, saying, oh, this one wasn't so good. But um and then I was so delighted that I was like, nope, turned around. I even I even texted Aster, who's uh, our programmer for it, and I told her, I was like, I loved it. I was like, I was about to not like it. And then I realized it's actually amazing. So, yeah, okay. I, I did love it. I really thought it was wonderful. Okay. Well, let me give you some of my hangups. Yeah, and yeah. then you can, like, help me out or, you know, we can talk about it. Um, so it starts off very, very slow, which – I think it's fine. There's yeah. there's no there's there's no words. Not a word is said for the first almost 13 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of really beautiful shots of the city, and you see this young man uh, going around the city by himself. He's like reading and going on the beach and and having dinner by himself, and it's just kind of this quiet. And I thought that that was a really 
as a person who like travels alone a lot and has like traveled alone internationally a lot, I did think that that was a great like that is how I look when I am traveling alone. You know, it's just a lot yeah. of quiet time, just like looking at things, like taking pictures of the scenery. Sure. Um, I did wish there was like a little more there, like yeah. uh, maybe a little more like uh, place setting or or like some music. I think would have helped some something to like set a tone or a mood. Um, but so so the kind of like the biggest hang up I had with the movie was that it is a I think you know where I'm going because you described it as delightfully confusing oh, yeah. because it was just kind of straightforward confusing to me was that this is a romance that takes place over the course of like 20 something years. Yeah. Um, but there is there is very much a decision to not change the way that the actors look at all. They, you know, the way that they looked 20 years ago is the, it's the exact same yeah. look. So when they flash back to like their original, they start off in the meeting, you know, in recent times yeah, and, uh, and then they flash back 20 years. And I was like, this is the guy that you were just talking to. Yeah, how, like right. how, how don't you recognize him? Where yeah. are we? What is like, what is going on? And so that. And I understand that decision to not want to make things because there's like there are things that you can go bad in in like flashing back. And there's always kind of like it is kind of funny yeah. when you, you like you see a movie and like someone like you they flash back in time and they don't have a beard. Right. You know, yeah. or they and have glasses like, now oh, to show the time glasses. has passed. Yeah. Yes. And they have or like their hair is a bit different. And then you like you look at that and you're like, oh, it's a little schlocky or like. You know, worst case, like the Irishman, where they like use CGI yeah, 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 to yeah. like go back. But there are also ways, and so I, I understand not the temptation to not want to do that. There are also directors and movies that have kept the characters looking exactly how they look, but have changed the pack. Like I'm thinking, like *De Five Bloods*. Remember, like when Spike Lee had had all yeah, those yeah. guys, and they went back in the war, and it was very clear that like this was taking place in the seventies, but they still looked the same as they were, and they didn't like want actors or anything. Except like for that. Chadwick, who was the only Except one who Chadwick. didn't grow old. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was very clever. Yeah. So I think that there are there are ways to do that, but if you are doing that, like in Five Bloods*, like you have to like there has so to, excited. It has to, there it has to like look <laughs> like you have to know that it's 20 years ago yeah. somehow I, you have to and and in this movie there was none of that so i was very i i that really kind of i i was like confused until gotcha. like the last like 20 minutes and then i was like oh okay they just like weren't doing yeah. that yeah well here's the thing there's no visual clues because the the because they don't what i noticed about this film which is also realized much later after I watched it, why it was so interesting is there are not a lot of close-ups. There's not a lot right. of like right in the face. Like they got a close-up of the main actor, like halfway to three quarters in. And I was like, Oh, I didn't notice he had like a gap between his teeth or something like, yeah, he's not grazing his beard. It's not super far away. Yeah. The, I will say the great, the tiny bit of graze in the beard did. I, it was like a quick nod to, okay, you're a bit older, but that was the only like visual clue that I can recall seeing. But they. This is why I was delightfully confused. Is because the they did give you clues through context of their dialogue, like the context of, for instance, when um, so they go back twenty years, and you don't initially know he meets this guy who is the boyfriend of a friend he's staying with, a woman, 
played by Mia Maestro, who was an alias, one of my favorite TV shows. Same. Uh, <laughs> and they're walking and he, they're talking about, do you want to have kids? And the main character says, oh, yeah, I do want a bunch of kids. But previously, when he was talking with him on the rooftop, he said, no, I don't want kids. And that was yeah. the first time I was like, wait, why did he say that? Wait, that's the same person he was just talking to on the roof, which took me a second to remember that. And then I started to realize, oh, this is the because just because in the synopsis, you know, it's like, oh, you meet somebody who he met 20 years ago. And I was like, oh, he's telling him a different yeah, I didn't thing. read that, though. Right. I didn't but, I I had not read that so I was sure. like, oh, this is just like the next day or like right. the next week he meets like this same guy yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're having a different conversation about But that's the that's what I'm saying. That's thing. the first just kind of clue to it. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. well, that's strange. It just uh, to hit me as strange. But then when they they I love Mia Meister's character because they use her sort of as a timepiece because what's happening to her in some of these three different segments that you have is helps them gauge the time that's happening. So like in one, she had passed away in one, she had not passed away in one. She was dating the guy who the main character had dated for 20 years, supposedly. Right. So it's very interesting and it's tricky. You're right. It is confusing, but it is, I feel a very smart and clever way of giving you those little, uh, time pieces to show where you're at because it does like you said it's not one of those that hand spoon feeds you like most films but i and it is a little bit confusing but it's really smartly so i think and another wonderful time piece they do which i thought was very cute was they use the refrigerator in yeah. the apartment to show what's happening in that particular time because he's in there by himself Mm. in this apartment the first time and the f- refrigerator has like some stuff in it just like a few things because he's just yeah. staying there later on when he has a family essentially it's a full stocked fridge and he even pulls out the, all these carrots and he's trying to get to the water and then mm. later on when again he is alone um it's like an practically empty it's really yeah. clever but it i can it, the interesting thing is like if i felt the same way about the film in the middle that I did at the beginning, I would find it frustrating, but because I started to really get into it, I found it unbelievably clever and, and also just delightful. So I super got into those bits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that you felt that way. I also just kind of felt like there wasn't enough there, there. It was, it was like, even at like a, an hour, you know, what is, whatever it is, 24, 42 or something like that. Yeah. It, like, it still felt like there was just like a lot of space there. Yeah, and, uh, there's a lot of space was, between was, the things. Yeah, it still it felt like it needed, you know, some of the things to like to yeah, pull it along. It's interesting because that's another there. thing that I can't. I was joking about like, oh, I thought this movie was too French at the beginning because I don't. There's this thing <laughs> about French films where it's like nothing happens, nothing happens, and then something super intense happens, and then they just move on. Sure. But that's why at first I was like, oh, this is what it's going to be. And it wasn't because they do allow space between you see a lot of really thoughtful, beautiful landscape of the city. And you see him just going around by himself or with uh, with the other man that he finds mm-hmm. uh, or that he uh, befriends. Uh, I can't remember their actors names. And I so I just keep saying the other guy, which is terrible. But <laughs> there's only two of them. So <laughs> there's two man one man two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you see them going around the city. You see them kind of 
connect and you see them make love and then but the 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 scenes I like the best were just when they're talking and getting to know each other. Those because, were my favorite scenes yeah, too. Those were, those were hands down. Those were those, like that scene where they're like on top of the city is like yeah. very very beautiful. Yeah. And I thought that that added a lot. And I felt like there was it was so mixed in with like these ambient scenes that right. it was like I wanted more of that. I wanted more of more of what happened and yeah. more of that like character development and building to to kind of do more than just kind of like figure out what's going on. Yeah. I don't know if I'm so into this movie that I'm just making great excuses for all the things. That's a great, I mean, yeah, I do it. Yeah. But because like, I get it, but I feel mm. like it was like, I, that's what the film wants. It's like, you want to know more. You want to see them connect more because yep. it's so good. And then they like, wait, let's pull back. And just because you also have to recognize that one pathway of this film is very lonely and quiet. Uh, yeah. And like, he's by himself in one situation and in another, you know, he's finally reunited. Um, and I don't, I don't want to spoil too much about the ending, but there are like, it's, it's, it's not like a sliding doors situation where it's like, what would have happened? But there's a, there's a moment at the end. There's a little bit at the end where it's again, delightfully confusing. Cause I'm like, is yeah. he imagining this? Is this an alternative thing yeah. that could have happened yeah i got and questions you, about that too <laughs> yeah and you don't know and i think that's the another wonderful and smart and you know less yeah like m mainstream kind of appeal of this film is that you don't it's not given to you but i loved because i immediately with nicole i kept saying wait is this this and then we started talking right, right, right. about the different options it could be which is a wonderful thing that a film does is just start start pro like before the film's over which you shouldn't yeah. have a conversation before the film's over if you're in a theater but we were, <laughs> but, but we were at home and so it's kind of okay but still, let me make this very clear 12 year olds great. who are sitting behind me at a quiet place too yeah because yeah, that's our demographic they're listening so <laughs> still be quiet at home unless your partner or your friend is a fine. Um, but yeah, I, it's just, I, it was the biggest roller coaster for such a quiet, a slower, thoughtful film. I was like yeah. one of the biggest roller coaster rides I've ever been on because, especially because at the beginning I was like, I don't know, it's too soft. And then there's just like, you know, what, something intense, passionate scene. And then it goes back to quiet. I was like, nah. And then to come out of it saying like, oh, this is like one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yeah. So it was, is, for me, it was a ride. That is a ride, man. Yeah. I, I am glad that you felt that way, even though I, I didn't feel as strongly about it. I, the one thing I am very much for is seeing, uh, you know, seeing the the Pride Month programming yeah. and going through uh, the film festival and uh, just like picking out random stuff and checking things out and giving shots to first time directors yeah, and sure. like rolling those dice. I'm 100 percent and I'll will always be for much appreciated. Yeah, I I, I I recommend checking it out. We we're on two different sides of the fence of this or not. Not yeah. even that. Not even that opposed. But it's it's an, a very interesting film and i i highly recommend at least checking it out see for yourself and then there's a couple other films during i i've only i've seen some of the shorts there's some great shorts uh but there's a couple other films i'm excited to check out and one i'd seen at a previous festival so so end of the century is the movie and uh, if people want to watch it can you let them know yeah absolutely go to mkefilm.org slash pride and then when you go to that page, you'll see uh, you can click on films or you can click on events. Uh, both are very worthwhile.
So before we get to what else we're watching, um, uh, when is the Oriental opening back up? I saw some, oh, yeah, saw some, yeah. some dates on it and stuff. Super and excited. I, I want to get back. I are you going to have like a, are you going to have like a big, so are you going to have like a big opening day or are you going to be kind of quiet? Because Those are all great questions. <laughs> we're still, I mean, we're still doing some construction inside. So, and renovations. So, it's going to be it's going to be uncertain for a bit but we are opening up back uh to the public in august uh don't have a specific date yet but we're saying august is is definitely going to happen uh but okay. we're finishing up uh some stuff in the balcony the balcony is beautiful i've been in there and it is really really pretty it's so nice like a lot of the lights right. that previously hadn't worked now work and some work. oh that's that's good when yeah. the lights work i know i mean there's so many lights i mean there's like mm. these eyes that light up and and the ceiling in the main house is so visible now like you can really see it and there's like some exciting uh, adjustments we've made to the lights that make it really cool i don't want to give too much away um but yeah uh it's just it's it's so nice to see that in a best case scenario uh condition finally so it's really nice awesome so you don't know like if you're coming back with like a big main I, film or something like that oh yeah no not yet i mean we're definitely playing we're definitely like brainstorming and thinking about what we're gonna do when we bring it back because but the film as far as films go like the film industry in such a state it's going to be close we have to wait till we closer to it before we can kind of make that uh, determination yeah. now yeah, but sure. yeah no we're going to do some stuff for sure all right. And some special stuff for members too. Members are going to get some special, uh, special stuff with when we open. So it'd be great. Okay, are you ready for our favorite segment? Wait, well, let's. Let me. I just want to quickly uh, uh, talk about Pride. Some of the Pride Month films, and I'm just going to all right briefly mention that. Uh, and I'm going to talk about a film I haven't seen. I'm very excited because I'm just very excited to see Song Lang, um, which is a film takes place in Saigon. But it's this unlikely bond that forms between this uh, underground debt collector, which I don't even know what that means. Very cool. And uh, yeah, the, that one, that yeah. one also looked at as like that was the other one where I was like, I would like to see this one. Yeah, it's also set against like the backdrop of the '90s. Uh, but and it's it's a this uh, debt collector and a Vietnamese opera performer, and I saw some of the costumes in it, um, and I saw the trailer looks amazing. So that Inside one I'm gone. excited to see. Yeah, Inside yeah. God. And then I did see the movie Shakedown a couple years ago, which Man. is uh, it's about a, a black lesbian strip club in Los Angeles. And okay. Yeah, I know. As the director is very specific, the director is uh, Lila Weinrob, and she was so young when she started filming this and got such access to this world. It is really impressive, like the stuff that she actually was able to capture. It's a real intense film. It's it, like when we, when we sat down to watch it at true false, the, <laughs> I loved the introduction. The woman who did the introduction says, if you uh, did not read about this film before you came in, <laughs> uh, strap in. And, <laughs> and she goes, if you are upset or confused by this film, get out. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I cannot wait to see why you yeah. have to do that. And it's oh, intense. Yeah. it's intense. It's funny. It's human. It's lovely. Um, but it's what is yeah. the, what is, what's the most uh, 
what would people be upset about? It's great. Yeah. I mean, there's it's graphic. It's, I mean, it's, it's a strip club, so it's there a strip is strip club, and it's it, it gets graphic here. There, Naked I don't people? think. I mean, yeah, yes, but it's like it, it's real in your face. The the whole okay. film is really in your face, and it's should be. Uh, it's an, it's an, I genuinely think it's an impressive film, uh, but yeah, it's an intense one. Um, so I love that. I love some some of the shorts that I saw so far. But yeah, I'm gonna dig in even more. Awesome. It's a great date night uh, short pride shorts uh, collection that I, I, I recommend too. Anyway, oh, I was just out of breath. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I highly recommend it. Nkefilm.org slash pride. All right, Christopher, what else have you been watching? Oh boy, what have I been watching? Um, let's see. I watched some really good ones. Did you, I, uh, you go oh, first. Boy. Okay, Christopher, we really missed an opportunity we a couple of months ago we said we should do the movie kajillionaire and oh yeah 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 and uh uh we had like kind of set on it and then we looked at it we didn't want to pay twenty dollars and we didn't want to pay twenty (laughs) dollars and after watching it i was like justin you idiot that was so worth $20 and there's nothing more worthy than $20 than the movie Kajillionaire. Oh, wow. It is worth so much more than that. And I watched it this weekend cause it is on HBO max now. Yeah. And it was incredible. Christopher, you have to watch it. You would love it. It is so weird and it is so strange. It's, it's Miranda July who did right. me, you and everyone we know. Yeah. Uh, which I watched recently this year again, and uh, I loved it when it came out, and I rewatched it and loved it even more. And yeah. so, and I and I know, like, I love Miranda July because she is like kind of she is like a you know high school art class person that is like continuing to do that in its highest form possible, right. yeah. and just like refuses to be conventional in any way in, in like a way that very few people are able to be successful at. And uh, Kajillionaire just like is like the epitome of that. It is so offbeat and it's so strange. And there's so many, like we, I almost said the word surreal, but I was like, Christopher's going to get mad at me. I mean, if so, it is surreal, feel free. <laughs> but it's, it's so, it's so strange but also it has so much heart and it has so much humanity and it's like it you're kind of watching it and it feels like this whole thing should not add up you know it is like these characters are too weird the situations are you know there's one of my favorite things is they they it's like it's this family of like grifters yeah and uh, and they live in an office building and uh, that is next to soap ink. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's funny enough. I don't know. Why. And every and every day they have to they live in it because it's discounted because all of these bubbles come through the wall, and they have to like scrape these bubbles off the wall every day. And that is like <laughs> yeah a part of the movie. It's like a on. It's like a it, it is like it's part of the plot is that they have to like these suds are coming through the wall and they have to like be there at a certain time to like get them off of the wall. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. I had a few people who were 
who like out loud were like, you've got to see this is really great. It is. And it don't, so it, weird. yeah, I don't know how I've hesitated this long because I do her other two movies are wonderful and I've been waiting for another one from her. So I don't know why I keep sitting on this. And there is like the family is weird. And then there is like a character that is like, you're like, how are they going to continue this weird momentum? You know, like there's yeah. gotta be some kind of like straight person in here. And then, yeah. you know, the, there's a character that is kind of like grounded in reality and she comes in and you, and she is so patient in the entire movie and she like lets them be them and it allows the movie to kind of like carry itself and allows the characters to kind of to express themselves in their very weird way and she's just kind of like there for it and is an intermediary in the kind of best way that doesn't seem like it should be possible but it is incredible kajillionaire I wish I would have seen it before the end of the year because it would have been one of my tops of the year. I mean, with a bullet, it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I am excited to watch it. And it's got a great cast. Yes. And there's enough people in there I don't know, which makes me happy too. Because I don't like it when filmmakers get all these uh, resources and then they just stars, stars, yeah, yeah. stars. No. I like it when they keep, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So good. I... I would like to talk about a book I read, but it does connect to films. Oh, let's do it. So you and I did the, we did a show about, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was that Charlie Kaufman film. Yeah. Um, controversial. Very strange. Very controversial, very strange. And it's based on a book by Ian Reed. Now, Ian Reed, I believe, has only written two books. And his other one also is now being made into a movie. Mm. And I read it this weekend. It's called Foe. F-O-E. You read the other one. Yeah. I haven't read I'm Thinking of Ending Things, but I read his other one, Faux. Okay. And then I just coincidentally noticed that it is now uh, being made into a film. And the film is going to star Saoirse Ronan, Paul Paul Mescal, who I don't know who that is, and and our favorite, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, my God. What? So like I, How was the book? I noticed this. Uh, the book is really good. The book is really good. It's not as confusing as I'm thinking of ending things, the film mm -hmm. uh, or, but it is one of those, I get why they're connected. It is like a mess with your mind kind of book. It's essentially about um, a couple who live in a rural America and a man comes to their house to say, you've been selected to join our installation in space. <laughs> and he doesn't know anything about it. But he's like, I have to interview you. I've, I'll be I'm just letting you know it's great news. You're one of very few people who get to do this. Uh, you'll be there for a couple of years. I'm going to come back and check in on you. I got to do some tests and stuff. So he keeps coming, inserts himself into their lives. And you get the sense that something is strange between this couple because this is happening. One of them, he's the man is about to be taken into space. All right. To live for a couple of years. And she's going to be left alone and she's going to be left with a replacement of her husband, uh, which they'll create. So anyway, very strange. it is strange, but the, the sci-fi elements of it are sort of in the background, but the, the main thrust of the book is this psychological thriller of like, am I like, why is she acting this way? You start, and you know, there are replacements around. Anyway, it's a very, very psychological kind of thriller. 
and it'll be a very interesting movie because it's kind of a short book. It's a real quick read. So yeah, you're like, I read it this weekend and a lot of it is in his head. So it's going to be a very interesting translation into a movie, but they've got great people attached to it. So I'm kind of excited about that. That sounds awesome. That's great. Yeah. Be really into it. I also want to say I've been watching, uh, the Netflix series, uh, sweet tooth and it's wonderful. It's really good. What what is that about? Sweet Tooth. It's based on uh, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire, a uh, graphic novel that I read a few years ago. Oh. And it's about, it's another sci-fi thing. Uh, it's in the future. A virus kills a lot of people. And you could tell they adapted a lot of the details to be very familiar to our current uh, virus. Sure, right. A lot of masks and washing your hands and things like that. Um, but then uh, alongside of that, a new sort of discovery hybrids are created um, accidentally, which is a hybrid is like an animal human hybrid. So like little kids are born with like deer horns, which is sweet tooth is the main character. He has deer horns and deer ears, but he's just a little kid. Um, So there's like animal human hybrids out there. They're not sure if they caused it, but for some reason they're definitely vilified and blamed and they're in hiding. So it's a post-apocalyptic kind of thing with this, this seemingly cute, uh, <laughs> like detail of these like cute kid animal hybrids, but it's a it's a it's a drama. It's there's some comedy in it, um, but it's a very pleasant movie. I, I mean, but a very pleasant show, uh, and it's heart really heartfelt. I like it a lot. Okay, my oh, and our fr- Will Forte, our friend, oh yeah, friend okay. of the show, friend of the, friend show, of the show, Will Forte, uh, Will Forte, uh, yeah, he has a he has a recurring smaller part in it. He plays the dad of Sweet Tooth. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend that one too. I I was uh, on Criterion. I watched uh, the movie Topsy Turvy. Oh yeah, Mike Lee. Yeah, Mike Lee. Uh, nineteen ninety nine about uh, the Savoy Theater in uh, in London in the late eighteen hundreds, and I I went into watching it, and it's like the there's this theater, and they have they're at the top of their you know, they're at the top of their game. They're in a league of their own, but they've kind of like been repeating their success for the past couple of years and a past couple plays. And uh, they're kind of like all getting tired of writing their own plays. And um, so they've got to switch it up and uh, they write something that ends up being like uh, a huge hit and bringing them like out of this kind of like slump. And I was like, yeah. you know, the whole conceit is that this thing, this final play is is great. And I was like, I wonder if this is like based on reality of some sort. And uh, I looked it up and like it is. And it, it is oh, like, yeah. uh, you know, it it is a historical period piece dramatization that it, and it, it, and it didn't it really didn't lean into the like big drama that a lot of those things a lot of times I'm just like should have been a documentary you know it or it, like they they go like way too hard on making like fake drama out of a real situation but because it was three hours long it was yeah. they had a lot of time to like go into each character's kind of like mental uh like where they're coming from on this and it was really really yeah. good i mean it's obviously like it's i it watched it on criterion and they have good <clears throat> taste and in, in what they curate uh but it was very good, charming period piece from 1999. Yeah, that's a good movie. I like that too. Topsy Turvy. Anything else? I watched the um, Meow Wolf, the origin story, which is a, a. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? 
I saw a little bit of it a few years ago. That was really good. Uh, Meow Wolf, which is basically now kind of like uh, Disney World for weird art. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, it is now a commercial venture but it's like a commercial venture that is steeped and based in like diy art and yeah. it was like it was really great and kind of you know talking about that bridge of needing to make money from your art and how you do it in a way that's like ethical and true to yourself and selves as an artist and this kind of like perfect alchemy of personalities and perspectives that this group has that has allowed them to be extremely uh, successful and kind of like what they've gone through. It was, that was, that was very good. What was the, where did you see this? Just out of curiosity. God, what did I watch it on? The only reason I asked, I saw it years ago. I saw it like maybe three years ago for, I saw, I saw a documentary about Meow Wolf. Just, I think it was just called Meow Wolf. And I liked the installation i liked the place i liked the the art but the people that were interviewed really put me off for some reason so i don't know if we saw the same thing it could have been two different things but the people who were involved i just got this f- weird feeling about them so <laughs> without being too mean about it i'm this just going to say i got a weird they gave me a weird vibe this one came out in 2018 would it be possible yeah, very possible. Yeah, that's very possible. I mean, some of some of them, yes, but like that's just kind of anything that you deal with. Uh, but yeah. Oh, that. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I get weird vibes f- from a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not unusual that someone puts me off because uh, because they give me weird vibes. But yeah, I don't know what it was. If it's this, I don't know if it's the same one. I mean, because I do think was it like a TV doc or was it like a movie? It was like movie? a movie movie. Yeah, I feel like it might be the same one. Well, we'll figure it out. But I do, uh, nothing to take away from it, because I do think Meow Wolf is a really cool, I've seen a couple friends who've gone and they've posted pictures. It just looks like such a fascinating, like, uh, it's, I mean, it's essentially, it's like a big location that's just designed to the nines with really bright and crazy artwork, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's like a gigantic art installation that you get to walk through and is. Yeah. Like. I would love to visit one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm glad that it exists. Yeah. Uh, I also watched The Booksellers. Did you watch that? Oh, my gosh. I can't. We have to start a whole new episode right now. (laughs) I, yeah, I was so excited when that uh, came out. I think we had it as a member screening. And uh, if we didn't, we were about to. No, we were about to have it as a member screening, but then the the pandemic hit. And then we eventually showed it in Sofa Cinema. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is so good, and it's like so exciting to watch a movie just about people who want to find cool books. There were parts that I enjoyed, and there were parts that I did not love about it. I don't, how dare how dare I you? know how dare I? I mean, it's just some. I like the weirdos in it, and I love how passionate people are about some uh, an art form. And I don't mean books, but I mean book like hunting yeah and they're an art form that's kind of dying because of the internet right and they they had i think they did a really good job of having all those perspectives of like here's the guy here's someone who's like really precious about books and who's like here's a bookseller who is very precious about it here's one who is not precious at all about it here is some guy who's telling you that it's just a book and 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 your people are doing it for the chase and here's someone who's telling you that people are buying them because they're like these 
uh, artifacts of, of history and they're a living, breathing right. object. And it was like, you had kind of like, then there, here's the people that are saying that it's dying. And then here are people that are saying that it's, you know, that it, that it's a cycle yeah. that is, that we're going, that, you know, everything goes through. And here's a bunch of people that are yeah. fighting to do, to keep it alive, which is, you know, just kind of like all these documentaries. And m- more than anything else, it's just f- so much footage a very full bookshelf. Oh yeah. Oh, and if you I just do a that. super cut, yeah. if you just did a super cut of just the backgrounds of the the scenes, I'd be like, I'll have that on my on a loop. Oh, I know. Me too. All day. Yeah, it's exciting. They talked about the guy. It made me want to go find old bookshops in small towns just to like hunt through. Yeah, and they talked about the guy who like took four months to move because he was like moving on bike and he had to like build the shelves in his house and they're going through them and it's awesome. How do you move on a bike? Yeah. Uh, it's rough, but yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. I've watched that a couple of times when I just had it on. It's like, as they say on Instagram, book porn. All right. This has been Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. The DJ Kenny Perez. Our, uh, we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the license lab. Fancy. We get uh, our theme song is from Milwaukee musician who recently released a book. Brett yeah, Newski, author, author, author Brett a Milwaukee musician and author, Brett Newski. Yeah. And we also get support from Associated Bank and Pizza Man. I thank you both. And from members from Milwaukee Film and uh, uh, Radio Milwaukee. Yeah. Both organizations have wonderful members, I've heard. And we could not do this without a bookseller himself in oh. in, in metaphor and practicality, our very Who own Christopher it? Pollard. Thank you. <gasps> Tis I. Tis you. Well, you stop. Okay, well. All right. Bye. <laughs> we, we should stop. We should stop. Bye. Bye.